0: It's time for the Hockey Minute, your source for all of today's hockey news with some opinion. Strap in for the fastest news in the NHL. This episode is proudly brought to you by fucking nobody. We don't have any sponsors. Now, here's your hosts, Brandon and Ryan. Hey, I'm your host, Brandon, and here with me is my co-host, Ryan. And today we have for you part two of a three-part series on the NHL trophy race. Today we're going to take a look at the Hart, Art Ross, and Rocket Richard... But let's get started with the Calder. The Calder Trophy is awarded to the league's most outstanding rookie player. Named after Frank Calder, the the first NHL president. And the uh, last year's winner was my boy, uh, Elias Pettersson. Uh, who's
1: your pick this year for the Calder, right? Well, this is another one that's kind of, I mean, it's it's close, right? I mean, it's uh, it's it's coming down to two guys. I don't think, you know, if we, I'll give a shout out to, to Dominic Kubalik in Chicago who had 30 goals he's also 24 like he played a few years professionally in europe and yeah so you know quick shout out to him but it's between kale mccarr quinn hughes Two. uh yeah i think you you called them generational uh defensemen for their respective teams yep. i'm gonna go with mccarr um kale mccarr 50 points in 57 games uh just the start of the year they had kind of those odd stats that you see where it's like oh you know in the first 23 games of his career he had this amount of points and You know, like those, those types of stats, I kind of think are a little bit cheesy, but they still proved a point that he was, uh, I think at a point per game at one point, first couple months. Um, And, you know, his overall game, I think still needs a little bit of work, but as we talked about the Norris, that's the era we're in. You know, it seems like the best defenseman, the ones that get paid, he's a right shot defenseman too. So he's going to get an extra million on his next contract uh, just for being, you know, a right shot defenseman. But that's that's what teams want nowadays. And um I was I was kind of you know on the fence with this pick because Colorado I think just has a better team. For sure. And uh I think for Makar outside of him, there's Sam Gerard, there's Eric Johnson who's a very serviceable top four guy. Um you know, Nikita's uh Nikita Zadorov. Uh but Makar kinda of, he he you know he was the the straw that stirred the drink on the blue line for colorado this year and um i think uh the hype was was real i think that he he's gonna win the calder um quinn hughes certainly i know you'll present a case on him but to me just mccarr was just more i guess more flash right i think that's what i saw a little bit more of so he, he's my pick and um yeah I don't know. I don't. Know. I, this one's too close. Yeah, so. I mean, it's
0: it's it's okay. You're 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 allowed to be wrong. I mean, it's <laughs> it's fine that uh, everybody's allowed one bad pick. Um, for me, Quinn Hughes is clearly the the Calder winner. I know Kale McCarr started out flashier for sure. I mean, you're absolutely right about that. But uh, as the season went along, I think Quinn Hughes brought his game up to a level that uh, Kale McCarr was still trying to reach. Um, I know their points per game is something that gets brought up all the time, but they're way closer than. Uh, than people think, especially after the All Star break, I think Quinn Hughes was actually outpacing uh, Kale McCarr. Uh, one thing I think you can really notice when you just watch them play is Kale McCarr looks a little bit bigger, like they're both fairly slight, but uh, you can see almost, I mean, like, Kale McCarr is a full year older than Quinn Hughes as well, and I think you can see that, especially at, at the start of the season with uh, I mean, confidence and stuff handling the puck. And not that Quinn Hughes was ever not confident, but I mean, Kale McCarr, I mean, he's. He's hanging down to his knees, right? He's 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 got some swagger in uh, in how he <laughs> plays with the puck, which absolutely stands out. But I think something that gets missed with Kale McCarr too much is that the number one defenseman in Colorado is Sam Gerrard, and and what they've done is they've sheltered Kale McCarr to play mostly with the, the McKinnon line as much as possible, right? To give him that that potent offense as well as to kind of shelter him defensively and Quinn Hughes in Vancouver is an island alone as the number 1 defenseman. I mean, there's just there's there's nobody else. They they've insulated him with Chris Tanev, who's a phenomenal shutdown defenseman. He's a he's a defensive savant, honestly, when it comes to his stick work and his his positioning, but and and his first pass actually, but he's he's not what he used to be. He's a 3-4 on an okay team and <laughs> And that's who they paired Quinn Hughes with, and Quinn Hughes is absolutely shone, uh through the whole process. He's quarterbacked the power play, which has been a revolution for the team. Um, it's yeah, it's completely changed the the look on the power play. Um, he's yeah, he's just to me, he, like you you brought up the word, but he is absolutely generational, and and so is Kale McCarr. Like we're blessed to be able to watch both of these guys for years to come, uh, Dominic. Uh, Kubalik is, you know, he comes from the Artemi Panarin school of of middle aged rookies, right? Like it's he's he's good for sure. I mean, there's there's it's hard to scoff at 30 goals. I mean, I think Besser finished with 29 in his rookie season, which was you know uh, phenomenal at the time. So I'm not I'm not saying anything negative about about Kubelik. I just I think that maybe in, in another year he would get more due, but uh, as it stands for this year, I think Quinn Hughes is is for me at least with a bullet the the Rookie of the Year.
1: Yeah, I don't think they're. Yeah, I think you, you can go either guy. You're probably good with. And I don't know. I, I who do you think's going to have the better career? when all is said and done, I mean, we've got. Oh man,
0: that's uh, that's that's so tough. I mean, uh, both teams are set up to be successful for years to come. I think they're going to have big battles. But uh, uh, something in me just says that Quinn Hughes has that X factor where he he wants to be um, you know, he wants to be the best. And like, obviously all the guys that are playing want to have that drive, but Hughes has this quiet confidence that something tells me he's actually going to be, uh, you know, he's going to be in Norris contention for years, which I'm, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Macari's is as well. So I guess it's, uh, you know, it's, we're just going to have to wait and see, but I mean, for me, I, I couldn't be more excited. Like, I think, in any other year, Dominic uh, Kubelik or Elvis Merzlikens, or you know, there's there's other candidates who have still been having stellar years, but just because of the quality of, of this year's uh, rookie candidates, they're kind of getting um, you know left they left in the shadows a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It's it'll be interesting because it's 10, 10, 15 more years of Hughes and Makar, but uh, it's so tough too. I mean, it, it depends on the team. I think a little bit. You are right. Makar is a little bit little bit sheltered, but you know, he's only going to get better. They're both only going to get better, but I, I don't know. I think, we've, I think we've agreed to disagree on this. And, and me, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Well, maybe I'm wrong. wrong. But <laughs> I, 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 I get one. So.
0: All right. So next up, we're going to talk about the Hart Memorial Trophy. And the Hart Trophy is awarded to the player judged most valuable to his team. Uh, the original trophy was donated to the league by Dr. David A. Hart, father of coach Cecil Hart. Uh, last year's winner was Nikita Kucherov. Ryan, who do you have for the heart this year?
1: Well, I'm going to go, just based on um, Taylor Hall's win a couple of years ago, I'm going to go with Nathan McKinnon. I know that uh, a lot of people are probably going to say it's one of the Edmonton guys. But Nathan McKinnon this year, is uh, he's got 93 points, top five point getter in the league. Second place on that Colorado team is Cale McCarr. Cale McCarr had 50 as we we mentioned a few minutes ago. So, a 43 point difference there. And when Taylor Hall won the Hart Trophy in 2018, he was on a Devils team where he he, you know, he ran that show. Um, it's a little bit of a different scenario cuz Taylor Hall had to drag his team into the playoffs. Colorado's a good team to begin with, but considering they're still second in the entire Western Conference, and I mean this is a this is a club that I mean, they lost so many man games. Um, I'm just taking a quick peek through their their roster here. You know, Gabriel Landeskog he missed some time. Miko Rantanen only played 42 games this year. Those are great players, but uh, I think it's McKinnon. I think that uh, I think you know just in general, you can you can say every year there's maybe you know as Kucherov was last year was the best player in the league last year, but there's always going to be the, the McDavid's and the Crosbys that are just every year you expect them to be great and nathan mckinnon to me is in that echelon right now mm-hmm. where not only is he overall a top three to five player this year uh, in particular i think he showed his value and and i'll make an argument here because for those edmonton guys you know we, we saw mcdavid go down dry saddle picked up the slack well if mckinnon goes down i don't think landisgog and and Rantanen can carry the the load like mckinnon does so in the spirit of the award and it's again it's the, the age-old debate of is it going to the best player overall or is it going to the guy who, who means the most to their team I go with McKinnon because I think that he's he means the most to his team and, and I still think he's a top two or three player in the entire game
0: yeah I mean I'm it, I'm with you on McKinnon being that valuable it I'm, I'm gonna lean on uh, Leon Dreisidel for my pick for the heart but uh, just first on on Nathan McKinnon there's uh I don't think there's anybody I'd rather watch play live than than Nathan McKinnon. He's just, he's an absolute animal (laughs) to watch him on the ice, right? The way that he cuts it up, he's just, it's unreal to watch him skate, how fast he stick handles, how hard he shoots, he hits people. He's just, he's an incredible monster to watch play. And uh, he he may be the most valuable to his team, but I'm, it's it's hard, man. Like, I, I really believe that like we all know that Connor McDavid went down this year and, and he went down for, you know, whatever it was three weeks, I guess. And, and dry managed to step up and and save their season. And uh, I realized that McKinnon essentially did the same thing for a longer time with Colorado, but they've got a better team in Colorado. They may not have as, as big name of of players, but it's a general better team. I mean, like look at the supporting cast in Edmonton and, and who they've got around them, right? Like, uh, Dreisaitl did that with Kyler Yamamoto and, and Nugent Hopkins. Like, you know, they're, they're not bad players, but they're not...
1: <laughs> whoa, whoa. I mean, hey. <laughs>
0: I know, I know. Okay, it's, it's, it's probably Kyler Yamamoto that we should be talking about for the heart, but uh, that's a real dark horse pick. I don't know if he's got enough games. Yeah. But yeah, for, like for me, the fact that Dreisaitl stepped up to be about two points a game for the whole time that that McDavid was out, and that he managed to lead a team... That, that does have the best player in the world on it for points, shows a, a level of consistency in dragging his team into the fight that I think may go underappreciated because he's there with McDavid. But uh, I I really believe he's, you know, he's, if not the main driver on that team, he's like a 1B. Like, I, I I don't even think you could call him a step below McDavid, just when you watch kind of his size and how he controls the game. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's pretty special. So, yeah, my my pick for the heart is still going to be Dreisaitl.
1: Yeah. Uh Leon, you know what, I've I spent the the better part of the two thousands and the twenty tens watching Crosby and Malkin, you know, annihilate my my capitals. Right. But watching watching McDavid, I mean, you know, he's the Crosby. I think Dreisidel has that ability and he's already shown it this year. You know, when Crosby would get hurt, Malkin would suddenly like Malkin to me is is Crosby's skill in Ovet's body. And Dreisidel kind of follows that mold because you know, when when the best player on his team or the best player in the world goes down, he suddenly takes it to another level. And, you know, I remember when he signed that deal a couple of years ago and people were saying it's an overpayment and he's only a product of, of McDavid. And you go back and you look. I mean, he, he was split up and he got to credit the coaching staff in Edmonton to take that risk. They they split them up and he drove the line. And, and you know, like you said, he 110 points this year. Yeah in a shortened yeah, exactly. season i mean he he was on pace to potentially get past what kucherov did last year so um yeah he's he's gonna be he's actually one of my more kind of underwatched players i think based on who he plays with
0: yeah exactly and not everybody wants to watch an edmonton game even though it does have some some pretty exciting players <laughs> on it not even oiler fans want to watch <laughs> they edmonton haven't for the last so. few for sure Well, speaking of Dreisaitl, that's going to take us to our next award, which is the Art Ross Trophy, uh, being awarded to the player who leads the league in total points at the end of the regular season, which I think we can safely assume is today, or, you know, pretty close. Named after player, coach, and team executive Art Ross, who originally donated the trophy, Uh, last year's winner was Nikita Kucherov, and uh, obviously this year's winner is going to be Leon Dreisaitl, unless something... Drastic happens. Uh, I just thought we'd quickly touch on that and what a, a tremendous season he's had. I mean, I think you just mentioned 110 points. Uh, what was second place? 96,
1: 97 uh, by number. Oh, there you go.
0: Okay, so he's he's got a 13 point gap on second place, and there's still you know 13 ish games to go in the regular season. I think it's this is a pretty safe one to call. It's going to be Leon
1: Dreisaitl. Um Do you have anything to add there? Well, I was just going to say. I mean, we expect that from from guys like sidle and McDavid um i know our our producer Matt and our one of our uh, our writers uh, Jules, and uh they're back in New York and we got to give a shout out to our Panarin uh, he was in the hunt i mean he, he didn't come close to to sidle but 95 points uh you know again another guy that when he signed that ticket a lot of people wondered if he was going to live up to it in his first year and going from uh, Columbus to New York it's a bit of a difference in the market and uh, he he lived up to it so um you know the the Art Ross is really just one of those awards obviously it's you know, if you win it if you have the most points you win it but uh, just looking at some of the names it's an exciting time for the NHL cuz you got Drysaddle, who was drafted in 14 McDavid drafted in 15 Pasternak drafted in 14 he had 90 uh, 95 points as well McKinnon was there um so you know I mean even Austin Matthews and Jack Eichel had top 10 in points uh you know seasons and uh, all these young guys coming up man I mean when I played like nutrition was chocolate milk and a, and a Kit Kat <laughs> after exactly. a game and <laughs> and and now these young guys are just they're they're machines and uh it makes for great hockey and so dry sidle putting up 110 points I think uh you know, it'll be exciting to see what him and McDavid and McKinnon and all those guys can do in the next handful of years as well.
0: Absolutely. All right, so next up, we're going to tackle the Rocket Richard, which uh, obviously is awarded to the top goal scorer in the regular season, named after Maurice Richard, the first NHL player to score 50 goals in 50 games. Uh, Last year, no surprise, the year Alex Ovechkin was the winner um and this year it looks like OB is going to tie it again with Pasternak with I believe 48 goals am I right there
1: 48, 48. yeah yeah I mean it's it's death taxes and Alex Ovechkin yeah, leading, exactly. leading goals and at this exactly. point I mean it's it's wild um I, I mean I'll, I'll touch on Ovechkin and just you know I've watched him you know I'm sure you have too but I've watched him his entire career been a fan of that team and and, uh, you know, he's the old guy on this list, too. And again, and just to, to quickly kind of recap, I mean, Austin Matthews had 47, Pasternak, uh, he had 48. But Drysaddle was there, binajad, Cal Connor, all in the mix. And Ovechkin just does it year in and year out. And it's, it's amazing to see. They You know, for all the talk of the Selkie, people want the Selkie to be renamed the Bergeron Trophy. No disrespect to Rocket Richard, but I I think we're going to have to look at maybe changing the name of the trophy (laughs) to the Ovechkin Award uh, because he's just so consistent, and, you know, it was kind of funny in in January. He had that monster streak, and people were busy talking about, you know, the the Leafs, uh, Matthews and Pasternak, and so um, I I don't know. I mean, he's just so consistent, and I think now that he's got his cup, Kind of takes that pressure, that, that team aspect away from yep. him a little bit, and he can just focus on chasing down uh, Wayne's uh, Wayne's record.
0: You know, Maybe this is something that you're more aware of because you obviously are a bigger fan of the Capitals. You know, I maybe watch five to ten Washington games a year, but I think he's underrated, Ovechkin is, in, in how good he is positionally, like away from the puck, right? Like I've, I've, He's smart in where he puts his body, where he's boxing out guys because he's obviously a tank. Right, there's n- nobody can move him, but yeah. like his his board play and, and and those kinds of things, I think they 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 go under the radar for people because all they see is that that big shot. But he's he's a legitimately like brilliant hockey mind when it comes to how to set himself up to score.
1: Yeah, he and you know what he he, he hit the nail on the head. Sometimes you watch the games and he's kind of floating around, but what he's doing is he's just I think he's getting smarter too because he's he's on the wrong side of thirty, right. and when you're playing in the NHL. When you're playing in the NHL like it's all about durability at, at that stage uh, in the game and uh, you start to see that with some guys that are just getting older in the league they start taking less risks they're not playing as physical um you're right he's a tank i mean uh, i don't believe the listed weight like he's he's you know usually listed at around 235 and he just seems like heavier yeah um yeah. but it, it, you know but just the fact that he's uh people always say, well, he just parks himself on the power play, he waits for the pass, and he, he one-times it. But, you know, you see some of the, when he gets on his horse and, and he's, his wrist shot at full speed is faster than some guy's slap shots. Oh, man. And uh, on top. Yeah, like like l- terrifying, like like legitimately
0: terrifying to, to be a goalie or a defenseman trying to block that stuff. Like, Jesus yeah, Christ.
1: so, yeah, I mean, you know, but we've seen it now for 15 years. Yeah, and. yeah. He just continues to do it, and, and like I said, I think he just looks like he's having a little more fun out there. Um, just you know, it's it's nice that he still has that goal in front of him, though, because uh, there was that speculation that now he's got his cup, he's just going to go back to the KHL and hang out there for the, the end of his career. But I think he he knows he's within range of doing something that really nobody's been able to do. Right, all the great players that he passed this year, Messier and. Iserman and and uh gartner and all those types of guys that that he's surpassed uh they they didn't come close to wayne and Ovechkin still if he can get five or six more good years we we might have a new goal champion
0: and uh, for some reason it really picked up this year the talk even though he didn't you know he's been getting that much closer every year but as soon as he hit 700 it's like holy shit you know this might actually happen it might be the <laughs> One of the greatest records in professional sports is actually being challenged. So, uh, pretty wild, and I, I, I actually think he's going to do it. I, I really do. I think this is his goal now. It feels like it's kind of what he set his sights on. Backstrom's got his new deal, so you know, there's, there's no real impediment.
1: Well, what, what was funny? Yeah, what was funny about that too is he was sitting at six ninety nine for like a week and really? a half. And people and people were like, "Oh, I wonder if it's getting." him. It's like he he scored 699 goals, and you're now worried he can't score one more. <laughs> so, I I mean, you know, I just think it's yeah, you're going to have your puck luck, you're going to have your hot yeah. streaks, and but at the end of, at the end of the year, they don't ask you know what your your input or your output was. It's just what's the number at the end of the year, and it's always been around 50 for him. So, um, did you have any thoughts on Pasternak? I mean, he's 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 emerging as the heir to Ovechkin, I think. Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, he's he's a bit more
0: dynamic, kind of in in traffic and in those things, right? He's a bit flashier with his stick handling, but he's he's absolutely setting himself up to be in that same position. Um, he's he's honestly kind of more fun to watch than 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 Ovi is, like just in his regular play, just because of how quick he is out there, right? And how how much he's moving, but. Um, for some reason I I still think it's going to be Ovi winning these next few years even though even though Pasta is going to be challenging I think Ovi's got that competitive fire to keep one or two goals above but uh, I guess we'll find out but yeah I mean I'm excited to watch watch Pasta going forward absolutely
1: yeah his he's got some of the best hands too I, I don't think people talk about his hands enough but some of the goals he scores in tight he has goals that he goes he's like at the crease and he goes backhand forehand backhand or you know forehand backhand forehand something like that it's it's really impressive to watch absolutely
0: well that about wraps part two of the nhl trophy race thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you next time on the hockey minute we'd like to take a second to thank you the listener for joining us and a big thanks goes to our writers and production team jules mark and matt we couldn't do this without you that's going to do it for us this is brandon and ryan we'll talk to you next time on the hockey minute